Go to John chapter 3, verse 16. We're going to read a very well-known verse. Very well-known verse. Probably one of the most well-known passages of Scripture in all the Bible. Uh, and uh, we're going to read this verse. It's a very uh, good Christmas verse, I think, because uh, John 3.16, we see uh, God giving the world a gift. That first Christmas when Jesus was born, God gave the world a wonderful gift, the most wonderful gift anyone could give, most wonderful gift any has ever received. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Notice how that verse it says why God gave this gift, and it was because He not just loved the world, but He so loved the world. God loved it so much that He gave His only begotten Son. So we could have a chance for eternal life. God gave His own Son. And tonight, what I want to, or this morning, what I want to talk about is I want to try to just give you all some gift ideas for Christmas. Gift ideas for Christmas. Because you know the truth is, we all, this time of year, we're all thinking about those gifts that we can get for people. Uh, most of us in here, I mean, you know, you've got, you've got you know, your wife or husband or kids, grandkids, I mean, and you want to get them that gift. And why do you want to do that? Well, sometimes it's out of obligation. Alright, there, I'm sure you've all probably bought a few of those presents this year. Oh, uh, you know, we need to get so and so a gift. And, uh, you know, on my wife's side of the family, we kind of do a gift exchange with, uh, amongst us so we're not buying everybody gifts. And usually, you know, with one of my brother-in-laws, we'll just, you know, pretty much swap gift cards somewhere. And, uh, I was like, you know, where's a place that, you know, you want to spend 20 or 30 bucks at? <laughs> and then, and we'll just kind of give each other ideas that way. Sometimes there's, but sometimes you get gifts. It's because you love people. And you know, your kids, you you love them. You want them to have that big day every year they can look forward to. And you enjoy as a parent. I know when I was a kid, I loved Christmas like crazy. And you know, I think now that as I'm a parent, I think I enjoy it even more. And the truth is, I don't get near as many presents as I used to get when I was a kid. Now, I'm the one buying all the presents. and But I love it. I, I love watching the kids' faces. And I like seeing, you know, they're always just itching to dig into those presents all at once. And, you know, we always make them kind of take turns because I want to videotape it. You know, I want to watch it. And it's like, hey, I paid for that present. I want to see your face when you open it up. And if they're all doing it at the same time, I'm not going to get to see that. And But we do we do those things because... Of, because of love. And that's what gifts are really all about. And I want to give some gift ideas that you ought to give to the people you love. And first, the first one of, I think we all ought to give is the Gospel. Give the Gospel. It's God that gives the gift of salvation, but it's us that give the Gospel. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. If you want to turn over there, Romans 10, 13. Another... Very well-known passage of Scripture, but we're going to read that one and then the two verses after it. Romans 10 and verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Boy, what a wonderful verse that is. We love that. Just to know that God can save anybody. Anybody that will call on His name. Whether it be your next door neighbor, whether it be a family member, whether it be somebody in Timbuktu, anybody that calls in the name of the Lord, God can save. It could be somebody that's sitting in a church pew. It could be somebody that's sitting in a prison cell. 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is, that's good news right there. The gospel, it means good news. This is good news. If there's good news, it usually means there's some bad news too. The bad news, that's that we're all, we all deserve to go to die and go to hell. We are all on our way to hell. But the good news is, we don't have to because Jesus Christ died on the cross. He paid for our sins. And we've got to tell people about that because whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then in verse 14, it says, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? The Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. If people don't believe, they're not going to call on Him for salvation. Your neighbor or your family member or those people out in foreign countries that we send missionaries to, they are not going to call on the name of the Lord if they don't believe. And it says, And how shall they believe of Him on him in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. People are not going to believe and they are not going to call on the name of the Lord unless somebody tells them. How shall they hear without a preacher? You say, well, I'm not a preacher. You don't, anybody can be a preacher here. This isn't talking about being a pastor here. Okay? This isn't something that's just talking about the pastor. This isn't something just talking to the guys. This is man, men, women, boys, girls. If you tell somebody the good news of Jesus Christ, you know what you're doing? You're preaching. You're preaching. And you tell you, I don't care who you are, you go and tell somebody that Jesus died on the cross to save their soul. That's preaching, and that's good preaching. And you know what? I mean, you ought to preach it. <laughs> all of you. I mean, preach the gospel. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is the best gift that you can give somebody. Give them the good news of salvation. God has entrusted us with that gift of the gospel. You don't have to turn there. I just got, a, but I got a few scriptures I want to read. First Timothy one eleven says, "According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God." which was committed to my trust. As Paul talking said, God committed the Gospel to my trust. He gave this to me. It would be like if I were to give you a gift that I wanted you to give to someone else. I, put, I, I entrust you with it. Like, listen, I, I, got, I bought this gift for my wife. It was an expensive gift. It's a gift that she's going to love. It's one that she needs, but I don't, want, I don't want her to find it in the house. And I give it to you. Like, Can you hold this for me? I'm entrusting you with a wonderful gift. And maybe I say, give you some instruction. Listen, I need you to bring that gift. I need you to, at, at such and such a time, I need you to take the gift to this place. I need you to help me with this gift. I'm entrusting you with something that's important to me. And it would be terrible if you went and took that gift and hid it and didn't give it to the person it was intended to be given to. Or if you took that gift and you used it for yourself. Maybe I maybe I wanted to give somebody some money, and I give you this like, hey, here's fifty dollars. I need you to give this to that person. And I went and I took that, and you took that gift, and you spent it on yourself. You saved it for yourself. That'd be a terrible thing to do, and because not just because of the fact that you stole, but the fact that hey, somebody entrusted me with this. They thought I was worthy and thought that I could be trusted, and I betrayed that trust. And God has entrusted us with the gospel. It says in First Thessalonians chapter two, verse four, 
But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the Gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God which, which trieth our hearts. Sometimes giving the Gospel is not necessarily what people want to hear. They don't like the part about needing a Savior and deserving to spend eternity in hell. They don't like that part. But we got to please God. Verse 5, For neither at any time used we flattering words, as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness. God is witness. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth... I can't say that word cherisheth her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the Gospel of God only, but our own souls, because ye were dear unto us. For ye remember, brethren, our labor and travail for laboring night and day. We would not be chargeable to any of you. We preached unto you the Gospel of God. Did you see why Paul gave that to that gave them that Gospel? Because they were dear to them. And he even said, we did this not to please men. It didn't please them sometimes. We were trying to please God, but we did it. We were willing to even upset you a little bit because you were dear to us. And we wanted to give you the most precious gift we could give, and that is the Gospel of Jesus Christ. God has entrusted us with that message. It's God that gives us gift of salvation. It was Jesus that paid for the sins of the world. But it's us that God has given that good news to, and we've got to spread it to whoever we can around the world. And I tell you what, when you love somebody, you want to give them the best. And that is the best thing you could give. I tell you, presents. I love presents. I like I like nice gifts. But the Gospel is the very best thing that you could give to anyone. And I mean, you ought to think about the people you love. Give them the Gospel. Get them a Gospel track. Get them one of those John and Romans Bible. I mean, verbally give them the Gospel. Explain it to them. You know, do it like you know, like they did. You know, do it in gentleness and in meekness. Just trying to help them to see their need for a Savior. Not trying to act like you're better than them and you're going to heaven and they're not because you're something special. No, not that. Give them the Gospel. That we all are sinners. We all come short of the glory of God. But God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Share that message with as many people as you can. It's the greatest gift that you can give. Another great gift idea that I think we need to work on giving people. Because you know, when I was putting this message together, I was really just thinking about the gifts that I've received that I've appreciated the most. And I've had some nice presents that I've received. But you really, of course, the gospel, that was the number one best thing that I've been able to receive from somebody else. But another thing, the things that I really appreciate, things that I can remember from way back when I was just a young child that I really appreciate to this day, gifts I'm still enjoying, because I've had some presents when I was a kid I got pretty excited about when I opened those up under the tree. and I mean, I, I went crazy. And now those gifts, I don't know where they are. Now they're probably in a junkyard somewhere. I don't care about them anymore. I mean, and I don't miss them either. <laughs> I mean, just, hey, you know, you grow out of some things. And there's nothing wrong with those gifts. But the things that here, now that I'm 33 years old, that I still appreciate, one of those things are examples. Good examples. There's nothing that we've been commanded to do in the Bible 
that we have not been given an example for in the Bible. For example, in John chapter 13, verse 15, Jesus said, For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done unto you. That was after He had washed His disciples' feet. Jesus set an example. He showed His disciples how to be a servant. James chapter 5, verse 10 says, Take My brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord and the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. He said, talk about the prophets. My brethren, they, they were an example. Talking about those Old Testament prophets. They were an example to us. But not just the examples in the Bible. We have great examples in the Bible. But as far as maybe people out in the world, people who are lost, and even people sitting here in church, people need a real-life example. They need a real-life example in their own life. First Timothy 4.12 Paul told Timothy, we talked about this first last week, he said, be an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. You know, be a good example in what you talk about, what you tell people, but make sure your actions back it up too. That you show people how to be a good Christian. But one thing that like young people need, you know, dads, we've got to show them how to be a good father. You got you got to show them how it's done. You know why there are so many men out there who have fathered children that are not doing a very good job raising their children. They have no idea how. Their father didn't raise them. Their father didn't show them how to be a good father. He didn't he didn't play ball with them. He didn't train them. He didn't discipline them. He didn't do any of those things with them. He didn't show them how it was done, and they don't know what to do. And I'm sorry, they're not going to learn it from watching, you know, the fathers on TV. They're not. You're not going to get a good father examples from them watching. I don't know what the famous fathers are on TV today. You know, they're not going to get it from Everybody Loves Raymond or Cosby Show or <laughs> I guess that one's getting pretty old. You just don't get it from that stuff. And they need to experience it in their own life. And unfortunately, there's been fathers who have, on Christmas, they will go and maybe buy their children expensive toys, but they've never showed them how to actually be a good dad and be present. And maybe he's never showed them how to be a good husband. These guys grow up, they find a girl, and they have no idea how she's supposed to be treated. They have no idea that they're supposed to take care of that woman and be faithful to her and marry her. And I mean, and support her and be with her till death do her part. Whenever they they don't know how to do that, they never saw that. Maybe their dad every time there was a problem, he'd go beat his beat their mom up. Maybe leave the house and run off, give up. And that's all they've ever seen. That's all they know how to do. They need to see how to be a good husband. They need an example. Girls, they need the same thing. How to be a good mother. They need to see how to be a good wife. They need that example. Somebody's got to show it to them. And I thank God for the examples that I've had in my life. I mean, all the time I'm doing. I catch myself doing things that that's just what my dad did. Uh, you know, that that's what we did growing up. And it wasn't so much. I remember Dad sit me down saying, "You know, you do this and this and this with your kids." I mean, even just some of the things I do playing with them. I mean, that stuff. Like, yeah, my dad did these same things. 
And he never taught me this is what you're supposed to do. But I just, he just showed me. I grew up around that. And I do some of the same things. A lot of the same things we do on Christmas is exactly what I did growing up. Just and I thank God I had an example. Um, you know, even now being a pastor, I thank God that I grew up in a pastor's home. And a lot of times when things come up, I mean, I've I've had an example. Well, this is what my dad did in that situation. This is what I this is what I was raised around. This is how this type of situation is supposed to be handled. This is how I, you get to that. I thank God for those examples. I mean, and not just even in my parents, but even in other other people that were in our church, other church members, some of the senior citizens that were in our church, some of my Sunday school teachers. I mean, showed me. I mean, gave were good examples. On many different things, I could I could start naming people and and uh, I could talk about that all day. Just examples that God has given in my life, and I'm very thankful for those. I'm still thankful. I still care about those people. I still appreciate those people, and I still benefit from the example that they set. That gift of an example they gave is something that's still helping me today. Something that's still making a difference in my life today. That you know. I remember when I got the Super Nintendo for Christmas. I was thrilled. And man, did I have a lot of fun with that. But it's not benefiting me now. It's not improving my it's not improving my life now. It's doing absolutely nothing, but those examples still help me. I'm still enjoying the benefits of those gifts. But then uh the people they do they, they need those examples in their life. You could be that example. We need to show people how to live. We need to show people how to die. We need to show people those things. Give people an example. People just they have no clue what to do today. I was talking about this with some folks last night. You know, I just it it breaks my heart. Just most young men my age, their entire lives seem like it's lived for beer and sports. And and the sad thing is, they're proud of it. I mean, they're they're proud of that, and I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, that's horrible. That is terrible. That that's what your life is all about. That's all you have going. That's all you have going on this weekend. You're going to go get drunk tonight and watch sports on Sunday. I got a lot more than that going on, and they're and they're proud. Of it. But the truth is, that's all they've ever known. That's all they know to do. They, I mean, their people's entire lives are just copying off what they see people doing on television, on commercials. And who's the last person here to see a commercial advertising people going to church on Sunday? I haven't seen that one yet. Okay, I, I, they, they just don't come on TV. But how many of you... I mean, you don't have to watch TV for 10 minutes before you're seeing a beer commercial. It's just people do what they see on television all the time. It's their whole life. It's sad. And we've got to set an example. We've got to show people... How it's done. We've got to show them how to be, you know, men, we've got to show them how to be a father and a husband and a good Christian. You know, ladies, you got to do the same thing. Show them how to be a good mother and a good wife and a, and a good Christian. We can do those things. And then the next thing, another great gift that you can give for your loved ones is presence. And I'm not talking about presence, but presence. Presence. Being there. I like what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, as he gives them the great commission. He gives them Really, a pretty big job to do. He tells them to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Then he said, And lo, I am with you always, 
even unto the end of the world. We have the Holy Ghost that dwells inside of us. God gives us His spiritual presence. We're not in His physical presence yet. And I'm looking forward to that day when we are. But He gave us, He gives us His spiritual presence. There's no, he doesn't, this commission that He's given us to spread the Gospel, He didn't tell us to do this alone. He gave us everything we needed, including His presence. And thank God for that. But also, your presence can be huge to people. I mean, you have no idea what your presence can mean to other people. Your presence, it shows a few things. One, your presence shows your support. It shows that you're, hey, you're for these people. Maybe somebody that's in the hospital and you go and you just visit them. You know what you're telling that person? I'm concerned about you. I care about you. And you know what? I'm hoping you pull through this thing. I'm hoping that you get better. I want you. I want you to do good. You're showing your support. That maybe it's a young child. They got a recital going on or a Christmas program at their school, and you go. It's showing your support for them. You ever see those kids in the, when they're at those Christmas programs? What do they do when they walk out on the stage? They're looking out in the crowd, and they're looking for those faces of the people they know. They're looking for their moms and dads and their uh, you know their friends and their grandparents. They're looking for those people, and they seem you'll see the kids up there you know waving and sometimes getting a little out of line because they get all excited because they see somebody who gave them the gift of their presence and it made it exciting for them. They are excited because of the people there. Can you imagine going and having this big play and doing it for an empty audience? That's just not going to be real exciting. It's not gonna. It's it's not really gonna build them up very much. But that presence, it's huge. It shows your support. It shows your concern for them. Maybe somebody's going through a difficult time in your life, and you're just there. You go by. You visit them. You talk with them. You try to lift them up. It also your presence. It shows your approval. Maybe they are. You know, it's a big. You know, it's a big moment in their life. Maybe they're, and you just. Hey, man, I'm I'm excited for what you're doing. I like what you're doing. You do all these things when you just come to church on a regular basis. It shows your support for this church. It shows your approval when people see you coming in here every week. Well, they obviously must approve of that church. That's why we've got to be careful sometimes where we go. And we're, we are expressing our approval by our presence of being there. That's why we don't, we're not supposed to be present around evil. We don't want... People to mistake it for approval. And that presence, it's a huge thing. I think about some of the big events in my life. And one of the things you think about are the people who are there. We were watching our wedding video the other day. And we're looking at all, you know, when, when it's your wedding day, you're not really thinking a whole lot about the audience. You know, it's Brian Groom, they're kind of thinking about each other. And we were watching, and you, know, you almost forget about the people that were there. But we're looking at all these family members that were there. And all these people that we loved, and it. It did. It meant a lot that these people came out to our big day. I remember when I graduated from high school, the people that came out to that. It, hey, it blessed my heart. These people, they they care. They support me. They uh, they approve of this. I remember when I was when I graduated from uh, college and was ordained into the ministry. I remember there was several people that came out for that. It was a big crowd at church that night, and it really made me feel good. And you can do that for other people. It is a wonderful gift. And listen, I mean, I I remember when we got married too, we had some people, they just sent us gifts. 
And you know, that was fine, especially the ones that were money. But at the same time, it just meant more of the people that came and were there. It really did. Your presence, I mean, you have no idea what, what it means to other people. Sometimes they don't always express it. They don't, might not always say anything, but it makes a big, it can make a big difference in people's lives just being there. But then finally, the last thing is gifts themselves. Gifts themselves. These are, so these are the things that I appreciate the most in my life. Of course, the gospel, I thank God it was given to me at a young age. I thank God for the examples that I have. I'm still benefiting from those things. I'm so thankful for the presence. I think about my grandparents. My, my grandma and grandpa go, I mean, they were always at everything. My, me and my sisters, they were at all of our graduations. They were at uh, all of our weddings. I mean, they always made it out to those big things. Later, they moved out to Arkansas, but whenever those big things would come, they'd be there. And, you know, and my grandma now, she went on to be with the Lord this year, and big things come up, she's not going to be there anymore. But at the same time, all her life, she was always there for things. And I know that, hey, if my grandma was still here, she would be here. I remember my uh, grandma was here. She was able to be here for one service, uh, thankfully. And I remember, boy, when she was here, she sat over there and she, she was just so excited to be here. She was so proud. I mean, she just, I remember her telling me about it. She made a big deal about it. I'm so thrilled that she was able to be here. And I know in the future when we have some big things coming up here, when we have our 10th anniversary, if she could have, she would have been here for it. They were uh, when she died. She was at my uh, dad's because they were having their 25th anniversary at the church there. And Grandma and Grandpa, they both came for that, and they wanted to be there. That's just that's that's how she always was. And I tell you that that means uh, it always meant a lot. Just that presence. They were very good about that, and I I miss it. I'm going to miss it now whenever things come up. But because she always gave it. I'm always going to know if she could have, she would have been here. That, that If she was still here, she definitely would have been here. And I can never lose that gift. I'll always remember it. I'll always appreciate it. And the same thing goes for your loved ones, those that you love and those who love you. They're never, forget, they're never going to forget those things. But then gifts, that comes dead last. I do have some gifts that I remember, I, I so I, I had. There's some presents that I got that I had a lot of fun with. I really enjoyed. I got a lot out of. I mean, I, I like I, said, I mentioned the Super Nintendo. I mean, man, uh, I can't think of too many things that I got more excited about when I was a kid. Super Nintendo. It had Super Mario World. I mean, Dad had that game came with it, and man, did I have a time. It's funny too because you know my kids, I'll play some of those old games, like. This is so lame compared to the games that you know the games that they have now. But it was a, it was a huge deal. I remember, you know I, I had I remember uh, some gifts I didn't appreciate. I remember when I got my first cell phone. I was kind of ex- I was excited when I got the cell phone until I found out I had to pay the monthly bill for it. Then I wasn't real excited for it anymore. And you know, Dad wanted to be able to keep track of me when I was at work and stuff. And so I had my driver's license, and uh, that was before everybody had to have a cell phone. And um, but you know there was I, there's all kinds of different things that I could think of. I remember one year Dad told us he's like, you know we're struggling this year. We're only gonna be able to get you one present. And I remember sure enough went out there Christmas. There was one present. He got us all these nice trunks, but inside them were other presents too. You know, and so I remember that we were real excited about that and just 
all kinds of gifts, you know, gifts that other people gave, just people, you know, from my church, even here, gifts that that I received. And gifts are special because one, they show sacrifice. Romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. One of the things that makes the gift of salvation so great is the sacrifice that it took to give that gift to us. Matter of fact, Jesus had to leave heaven and live on earth for 33 years as a man. Live a perfect life. Fulfill every bit of the law and only to die a horrible death. And not to mention, while He was on earth doing nothing but good to constantly be criticized, to constantly be uh, you know, questioned, to constantly be I mean, lied about. I mean, He had so many things said about Him and I was just reading some verses this week that I hadn't really paid attention to before where it talks that uh, there were some references made to him being born of fornication. I think people kind of knew about uh, you know Mary, how she got pregnant, and Joseph, of course, was not the father. And they accused that of being fornication when that was of the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine being accused of something like that? And that's kind of that's the kind of treatment Jesus received while He was on this earth. And then He went to die for people that were mocking Him, spitting on Him. A horrible death. And when you think about that sacrifice, that's one of the things that makes the gift of salvation so precious. But also, when other people give gifts, those sacrifices, they are greatly appreciated. A gift, it shows that you're paying attention to the needs or even the wants of another person. God looked it up at man, and salvation wasn't necessarily maybe what we wanted, but it for sure was what we needed. You know, man, unfortunately, they like love darkness rather than light. It says in John one because their deeds were evil. But God gave us what we needed anyway, and He sent His Son. He gave that wonderful gift. And in Matthew seven eleven, it says, "If ye then being evil know how to good give." Give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good gifts or give good things to them that ask Him? We know how to give good things to our children. We know how to pick out gifts that will make them excited. And God knows way better than we do what we need. He knows what will make us happy and what will bring us joy. But those gifts that you give, they show you're paying attention to what that person needs. Maybe it's. You know, somebody needs a coat. You know, you notice they got a need in that area. You know, I notice maybe their their coat's a little worn out and doesn't look very warm. And maybe you get that person a coat, or maybe it is. It's just something they want. You know, I've heard them talk about this, and I I know they really like this type of gift. They would enjoy if we bought them this. And this is I've heard them say that this is their favorite color. I notice that they wear this color. Just that when people, you can tell people, man, they've been paying attention. They obviously cared enough that they put a great deal of thought into the sets. That's the thing about gift cards. Well, I appreciate gift cards. They don't really take that much thought when you stop and think about it. Now, I'll take one in a heartbeat. <laughs> but and I, and I appreciate it. But at the same time, those gifts that come with some thought are the ones that people remember and really appreciate. They're the ones because that person was thinking about me. That person cares about making me happy, about pleasing me, about bringing a smile to my face. 
And when we, when you, if you focus on those kind of things, those are the things that can make a difference. Those are the things that people will remember. But unfortunately, today, people they're so focused on just getting the material gifts. So like I said, material gifts they they do. They're nice. They have some benefits to them. But many times we're neglecting to give the most important and the most needed and really most desired gifts. Whether they know it or not, the truth is, I believe everybody, they desire to have all these things we've talked about. They do have that emptiness inside them that I believe that only Jesus Christ can fill. People would like to have an example, but they just... They don't. A lot of times, they think they have an example, but they got their example from a terrible, terrible place. But they would like to have a good example, and we need the challenge of this is just for us to focus on giving these gifts of the gospel, the example, presence, and not just on December twenty fifth. This has got to be a year round thing. It's something. It's almost an exercise that you need to do to just try to focus on what other people really need. You know, sometimes and sometimes too, to be able to help somebody with what they really need, you might need to help them with something that they don't need that much. If a person's hungry, okay, and the Bible talks about this, I believe, in James, sometimes maybe there's somebody hungry. Well maybe it's because uh, you know they were lazy and they you know don't want to get a job. Okay? Obviously what they need is they need a work ethic and they need to and need to get a job. But you know what? It's hard to give advice to a hungry person. Because when they're hungry, all they're thinking about is eating and getting that food in their stomach. If somebody's cold, you know, all they're thinking about is getting warm. Sometimes we have to help with those things before we can help with the bigger things. But we ought to train ourselves to focus on the needs of others, not so we can criticize them and you know prove that we've got the answers for everybody in the world, how we can straighten out their lives, but so we can do something to make a difference. That's exactly what God did for man when He sent Jesus Christ. He knew what we needed. And the Bible says that He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And the question is, do we love people enough to be willing to give these gifts? The Gospel, for example, sometimes it will upset people. It will sometimes even cause division. Jesus said that that would happen. Do you love the people enough that you're willing to take a chance on upsetting them and maybe you losing some friendship? A lot of times what we say is love is really just us being selfish. And we ought to be willing, we ought to be willing and ready and giving these gifts to whoever we can. And not just December 25th, but all year round. So let's all stand together. Their heads bowed, eyes closed.